What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Prospective Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scott-Trody, joined with Jacob Siliano. Jacob, how are you today? Doing pretty good. We are officially one day out from Halloween, so pretty excited. Matt, you have a costume in mind this year? Any special plans? Nope. Nothing at this point. Nothing at the yeah, it's, it's a weird year. I understand that, but uh, favorite candy? Uh, Definitely... Definitely Spree. I don't know if you heard of them. Never heard of them, man. It's like a, it's like a, a different type of sweet tart. But uh, you only, we don't. I don't think we get them that much here in Illinois. So when I usually go to Ohio for Christmas, we usually stack up on them. Dude, I'm telling you, Reese's. You can't go wrong with peanut butter and chocolate. See, I can't eat chocolate. That's the problem. See, that that is the problem, man. <laughs> oh, that's tough. That must be really tough, especially around Halloween. So guessing that's not one of your favorites up there but you know what i'm excited it's a fun time of year and mm-hmm. yeah and you know what's the best part you get halloween and then you get sunday football so it's gonna be two action-packed days so i can't wait yeah definitely for this year all right jacob you know the order quarterback running back receiver tight end we'll start with quarterbacks uh this week i i usually only do five but i had i had to write some two honorable mentions this week you know, I wrote down Deshaun Watson. He had 309 yards, two touchdowns. He had seven rushes for 38. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray had a they battled it out, and Kyler Murray won. Russell Wilson with 388, three touchdowns, three picks, and six rushes for 84 yards. Aaron Rodgers had a great game, uh, 283, four tardies. He got bailed out by Devontae Adams. Uh, Kyler Murray, 360 yards, three tardies, one in, four rushes, 67, and a tardy. Uh, Tom Brady, 369, four touchdowns, and a rush for one yard and a touchdown. And my honorable mentions were Joseph Burrow and Justin Herbert. They both had great games. Oh, yeah. Herbert looked fantastic. Yeah. he's Honestly, if you look at this quarterback position right now, there's no one that really excites me. We talked about this last week about like not really seeing an elite guy, and that's kind of continued. Yeah, Russell Wilson had the big game. He also threw three interceptions, right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, obviously Aaron Rodgers looked good, but he threw four touchdowns, right? He only threw 283 yards. So there's kind of just that missing elite tier. Herbert looked fantastic. I mean, he definitely fits into that top 10 for the rest of the season ranking for me. He's a rookie still. So, I mean, in some tougher matchups, you're going to have to lower expectations. But in matchups like the Jaguars that he can exploit, he's He's going to be fantastic. I mean, you have to look and bump up guys like Keenan Allen. I know Mike Williams didn't do too good, but when Austin Eckler comes back out of the backfield, there are all these guys that, you know, are bumped up now because of that production of Justin Herbert in that Chargers offense. You know, Joe Burrow is, he's up there for the league lead in pass attempts, right? I think he's actually leading the league. He doesn't have an offensive line, but he's been throwing the ball extremely well. He has great playmakers all across the field, and you know he's definitely a guy that you could plug in there. But I want to talk about a guy that was not on this list. Okay. So if I were to tell you that this guy was a top seven quarterback, you would not believe me. Carson Wentz. I knew that's what I, I knew you were going to say. Carson that. Wentz, I top seven. He's probably playing as a bottom 10 quarterback in the league right now from like a football standpoint but from fantasy with that rushing floor he's giving yep. he's been surprisingly good and he has a, a great matchup against the Cowboys this week the one thing that worries me about Wentz is if you watch him play football he's just taking hits all over the field it's hits that he doesn't have to necessarily take and I'm like oh he's just gonna be injured nope 
he's going to be injured. And there, these are some designed runs. I and mean, this guy isn't Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or Kyler Murray. He isn't a mobile quarterback. Like, he can move. He's a big guy, but he, he's not one of these, like, electric, slippery guys. And every time he takes a hit, it just, ah, it shocks me. But he's a great matchup against the Cowboys here. And you, you've seen pieces like Fulgham emerge out of this offense. And as pieces start to come back, one should only get better. Yeah, as you said, with his rushing floor, he's had five. Uh, he's had five uh, touch, five weeks with at least one rushing touchdown, and you know he scored one last week against the Giants. And I think with that horrible Dallas defense, I definitely think he'll be able to get another one, so that his his score should be in that uh, mid twenties to lower thirties, I believe. That makes you happy to say, doesn't it? Yeah. Horrible Dallas defense. I'm sure yeah. that brings you a little bit of joy. Just yeah. the trash on the Cowboys. Yeah, because I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> We've established that greatly, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I Maybe I wouldn't be starting Carson once week to week in a league. I mean, if you have like 12 to 14 people, then maybe. But if it's like a normal 10-man uh, league, you definitely can get a better quarterback to go week uh the whole year maybe if he's your bi-week quarterback I, I completely, i'm fine with yeah i completely understand that but so is, far for me i don't know about uh um being him a week-to-week quarterback especially because he does he has a he doesn't have the a, a, a good amount of weapons compared to like kyler murray and Aaron Rodgers or deshaun watson or russell well, well that's why he's not a top five quarterback right yeah he's he's not a deshaun watson or russell wilson but he's gonna provide you a weekly floor like i agree with you he's not an every week starter right there's some matchups like if he plays the steelers or the ravens you're not gonna start him but he actually did fantastic against the ravens he actually put up 27 points against the, against the, a really good defense which some of these other quarterbacks haven't been able to do right so i feel like I don't know how many better options they're out there right now, right? That are sitting on your waiver wire. Do you want to play a guy like Teddy Bridgewater over him? Not, not really, right? Maybe. I mean, Derek Carr has looked fantastic, but he's probably off the waiver wire by now. I doubt he's still on there. Baker Mayfield just doesn't have the volume, right? So, out of all the guys that are possibly sitting on the waiver wire or just one of those quarterbacks, Carson Wentz definitely is someone that I would feel comfortable having as my starter for a good chunk of the upcoming season. Yeah, I agree with you. He's not he's not on the waiver in uh, my main league, but uh, whenever Josh Allen's bye comes up, that's when I'll have to worry about that problem. And yeah, let's take, let's take a second to talk about the Bills right now. So the first three four weeks, we well, let's let's take it back to week one. Right, week one we saw Josh Allen throw for over three hundred yards for the first time in his career. Yes, and we talked about this, and I told you that that was a fluke. I told you that it was unsustainable, yep. and Josh Allen had never done that in his career. Then he does it again for the next two weeks. We come yep. back, we revisit week three. Yep. We talk about, okay, this Bills offense is legit. They're going to throw the ball. Josh Allen is probably a top five, top four quarterback for the rest of the season. He looks great. And then this string of matchups comes up, right? And he goes against Tennessee, Kansas City, and the New York Jets. Tennessee is 29th against wide receivers and quarterbacks. They are terrible against the pass. That was a matchup he should have exploited. But you know what? Monday night football or Monday night football game, wet conditions, you know what? Say what you want. You can give it an excuse. Just just one bad game. Kansas City, another game with wet conditions, right? Alright, not too bad. But the New York Jets, you're telling me you can't score a touchdown against the Jets, right? 
And in both those games, he did throw for over 307 yards against the Jets. But still, 122 yards against Kansas City. It's concerning. It's very concerning right now for Josh Allen. There is going to be a rushing floor. There always is going to be with him. But I don't think we can continue to view him as this all-star superstar. And it's the same way for Stephon Diggs. I think we have to downgrade him from a top eight option to a little bit less if this continues. Now, can they go into their bye week and totally change things and go back to the way they were weeks one through three? Totally. But as of right now, I think we have to be a little bit concerned about the Buffalo Bills passing offense. I agree with you. You know, I have, I have a lot of buys this week and injuries. So I have Cole Beasley on my bench, and he, he's one of the players I'm thinking about actually starting. I picked up Scotty Miller because I had Godwin, but he's out for uh, the Monday night game against the Giants. So I was also thinking about Scotty Miller, but I have no idea yet because Scotty Miller has a more favorable matchup against the Giants compared to Scotty. No, compared to uh, Cole Beasley's playing the Patriots. So we'll see. We'll have to see when that comes down, especially because with Josh Allen, he's had his struggles the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess moving into to wide receivers here, if, if you're good with that. Just yeah, we, want to make a point yeah. on Mike Evans. So, obviously, a lot of people are down on Mike Evans, right? You should be, right? But all of a sudden, with Chris Godwin out, people are starting to jump back on the Mike Evans train, right? Saying, oh, he's the wide receiver one now there. He's going to get all these targets. That may be true for the next upcoming weeks until Godwin's back. But I'm not too excited about this this matchup, right? He's going up against James Bradbury. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have ever heard of him, right? He's the Giants cornerback, but he has absolutely shut down wide receivers that he's faced so far this season, and he's looked fantastic. He's faced Mike Evans multiple times in his career. In the times that he's faced him, he's allowed less than a 50% completion percentage, and he's averaging less than 12.7 PPR points Per game, and that was back when Bradbury was on the Panthers, which was a much worse defense overall. And that's when Mike Evans was seeing nine targets a game with Jameis Winston. A little bit different now that he's seeing less targets with Tom Brady, and those targets are coming at a shorter depth of field, right? So I'm not too excited going forward with Mike Evans for the rest of the year and for this matchup. If you have him, this might be the perfect time to sell him while there's some still some false hope out there about possibly being that wide receiver one for the upcoming few weeks. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to skip running backs. We'll just talk about receivers for right now. Two big performances this week from Tyler Lockett and uh, Devontae Adams. Tyler Lockett, 15 catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. That's like in a, a point PPR league, that's 53 points. Someone in my league had him and still lost by like 40. You know what pains me, dude? What? So it's it's eleven forty five. I'm feeling antsy. I make a trade with Tyler Lockett, right? Traded Tyler Lockett for Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Would have won my week, man. Would have won my week. Ah, whatever. You know what? You want to hear? Want to hear what happened to me? Started McKinnon, not knowing that they're gonna rest him. Ah, could have won. Going into going into the Sunday night matchup, up point four. I have Chris Carson. He's got DK Metcalf and David Montgomery. DK has his worst game of the year. Of course, Chris Carson gets hurt, and I lose. I lose because he only put up five points. Yep, yep. That's fantasy football for you. But yeah, we we did see some good performances. I think we saw a little bit of a resurgence 
from Chris Godwin with nine receptions for 88 yards. It was good to see him back out on the field and in full capacity, although he did injure his finger. He, I believe he broke it on that touchdown catch. But it kind of shows you that he's Tom Brady's favorite target when he's on the field. But how do you feel that with Antonio Brown joining this offense, how does that kind of impact these wide receivers for the box? Um, as a Chris Godwin or as a Chris Godwin owner, I hope I hope Godwin still is number one option. You you definitely you're adding a a great receiver in Antonio Brown if he's if he can keep up what he was how he was playing in Pittsburgh. Um, I think it was definitely I think Mike Evans may I'm, Mike Evans is a great receiver. Don't get me wrong, but at this point we're seeing him what get like two like targets without Antonio Brown and then we bring in Antonio Brown I think Mike Evans may fall off to that wide receiver three position on the team but I'm just hoping that Godwin stays at number one and I and I think he will because you know we saw last week that he had nine catches and next was Scotty Miller at six so I think Tom Brady has found Chris Godwin to be his number one option when he's healthy. Yeah, I believe he's out for two more weeks. That broke. They said finger. one week for right now. One week for right now. Yeah, he's missing. He's for sure missing the Monday night game against the Giants, and then we'll see about the week after. And then they also have their their bye coming up. Wonderful. On week thirteen, so that's gonna be two weeks without Chris Godwin. But it, it's gonna be interesting to see because one, rather one of two things are gonna happen. One is this whole offense targets goes down or it just directly impacts one player. That's usually how it works. We also, so, I also forgot that they have Gronk, and Brady Brady and Gronk, their connection the past two or three weeks has been like back like they've been in, in, in New England. Like He's getting, what, like six catches for like 70 yards and, and a touchdown, which, you know, that that also may have be why uh, Mike Evans isn't getting any – that many targets is because maybe maybe Gronk is just now now maybe Gronk is Brady's uh, second option in that he, offense. He wasn't getting targets at the beginning of the year. Yeah, really yeah, much, yeah. Right? I know. I mean, remember that two reception, two touchdown game. So I'm not sure. I'm off Mike Evans. He's one of those guys where, like, on a scale of one to ten for panic level, he's like an eight, which means like sell him for like whatever you can get, whatever you can get for him, sell him because. He's almost at a point where I feel you could be dropping him in the upcoming weeks. I would. I want to know about dropping. I'm. It's. It's Mike Evans. Like he's got. He's got. He's got. He's. He's. He's got you the opportunity of putting up a great week. Maybe if I'm. If I have Mike Evans on my team, I'm trying. This is one player I try and sell him for. Try to get Roby Anderson from the. From the Panthers. I don't know if you. I, I wouldn't do that trade. I would. No, no, I mean like if I was a Robbie Anderson. Oh, owner, well, I mean, you, you never know. You never know. I, you never know, but I. I don't think too many people were on. What I'm saying is, like, would you rather have, Brand? If you had a choice, right? If you had Brandon Ayuk, or you had. Sorry, I can't remember. Mike Evans. If you had Brandon Ayuk or Mike Evans. Yeah. Who would you rather play? Um, honestly, it for me, it depends on the matchup. Well, no, I'm talking rest of the season. Rest of the season. Debo Samuel's going to be out. Debo's out. He, I heard one to two weeks. One to two weeks? Okay. Well, let's talk in one to two um, weeks. I'd go, I mean, they're pretty similar. Brandon Ayuk's 
with with Debo Samuel, he's he's the th- the third option in the pass game. Right, but let me ask you this: Fulgham, I go Fulgham. Fulgham, yeah. You don't even have to tell. You don't even have to say Mike. It's Fulgham. Fulgham's the number one option right now in that offense. But Ayuk is too right now. I go Kittle. Kittle is not a wide receiver. If we're going based on wide receivers, then it's Ayuk. But if we're we're factoring in Kel- yeah, Kittle, it's, I understand. It's, for sure it's George Kittle. He's gonna see a lot of time. I mean, it's George freaking Kittle, but. Yeah, my my point is here though. I, I'm just not. I feel like there's other options. Like honestly, for me, I would rather start AJ Green than Mike Evans. AJ Green the past two weeks has actually he's had like seven catches for eighty something yards. It hasn't been pretty, and he's not going to be a wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's a wide receiver three. I mean, that's yeah. exactly what he is. If he continues to see the workload that he's seeing, he'll be fine, right? But. I'm just worried. I just want to get off this Mike Evans train as soon as we can, right? Yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. One of the one of the other players that I feel like your buy low or your your sell high window has closed on is DJ Moore, right? We talked about this last week where we were like sell DJ Moore, right? He only had four receptions. He had five targets. His touchdown. He had two touchdowns. One of them came off a huge play where he just got behind the defense. Mm-hmm. But. And we said, this is not sustainable. This is not going to continue. Sell him right now. He's probably going to be at the peak of his height for the rest of the season. And what did we see last night? Two receptions for 65 yards. And one of them was like a 40-yard yeah. pass. In in the Thursday night football game, right? He was very rarely targeted. It kind of just seemed like he was almost forgotten. I believe he didn't even have a target through the first quarter. He was just forgotten, right? And I feel like if you didn't sell him already you missed your chance because he's going to be one of those players where he's going to be a hit or miss. He's almost kind of like a Robbie Anderson S player back when he was on the jets. He's rather going to deliver you a big week performance on a deep ball, or he's not going to get you too much at all. So I don't know. He's one of those guys, but scary Terry, Terry McLaurin, right? Mm-hmm. Coming back. I don't know how much of this was the Cowboys defense or McLaurin, but you know, it's good to see him start to get a, Gain a connection with Kyle Allen. Yeah, I hate Kyle Allen, man. They, I think they should just start Alex Smith. Yeah. That, that's my opinion. If Alex Smith doesn't win comeback player of the year, like, unless Dak Prescott were, were to play another game this year, which is, like, almost impossible, Yeah, Alex Smith should probably yeah. win comeback player of the year. There, There is a couple players. There is, I think, one or two names on this list I wrote down that I really want to talk about, and that's A.J. Brown. He's well. He's had three. He's had three weeks in a row of, of around twenty-five points. He's still the wide receiver fifty in fantasy. That's just because of injury and how many weeks he's out. But I think he's he's being slept on. You know, he he averages like six receptions a game. This week he had six receptions, hundred fifty-three yards, and a touchdown. But in his last three weeks of uh playing. He, he, He's been a wide receiver one candidate, I believe. You know, this week he's he got... He's been a wide receiver All right, my bad. He's, uh, he's precision rank 31, not 50. That's my bad. But in the past <clears throat> two weeks, week five against Buffalo, he had seven catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. That's 21 fantasy points in a, a point PPR league. Um, and Houston, he had five catches, 50 yards. He got two touchdowns. That's 22.8 point PPR league. And then this week, six, 153, and a touchdown. I, I wasn't really... I don't, week one against Denver, he five for thirty nine, and he didn't get that touchdown. But he also didn't have thirty nine yards. He also had thirty nine yards, and then he missed three weeks in a row. One of them being the bye week. So I think AJ Brown is a sleeper candidate to move up to wide receiver one. 
I think he already is a wide receiver one. Now the thing the thing that has been stated with this whole Tennessee offense is there's no way they can continue their production. There's not enough passes being thrown in the offense. And it's the same argument for Tannehill that's been for years when he's been with Tennessee, right? But the guy is so darn efficient. He is so freaking efficient. All A.J. Brown needs is six catches, too, and he just breaks that seam, and he hits it and breaks four or five tackles, and he's in the end zone, all right? Mm -hmm. So he's a fantastic player, and I feel like he's one of those guys where, yeah, he has potential for a really high-ceiling game, but he's also going to give you a pretty stable floor because he's the wide receiver one in that offense, and he's going to see some targets. So him and Keenan Allen are two guys that I'm very excited about, you know, kind of continuing on for the rest of the season. So I'd hang on to those guys. You know, yes, as the season gets colder and colder and colder, we're going to get more into Derrick Henry season. But that only opens things more up for play action passes to A.J. Brown. And, you know, Johnny Smith has kind of emerged, but he's kind of he's kind of been fading these last couple of weeks. And I feel like that's kind of a reason we've seen A.J. Brown kind of be elevated is because we've seen a lesser role of Johnny Smith. Because, like we said, the argument is, there's not a ton of volume in this passing game. So I feel like there might be a couple games where A.J. Brown might disappear a little bit, especially in some tougher matchups. But we, we've seen it, even against the Steelers. He's looked fantastic. Yeah, I you. You know, I, I also put down the, the the duo of Juju and Deontay Johnson. They both – Juju had nine catches, 85 yards. Deontay Johnson had nine catches for 80 yards. But then he had those two touchdowns. Um. Deontay, I think Deontay Johnson got hurt again in that game, but I think he's still going to be able to play this this Sunday. Now, with Deontay Johnson back, do you think which, uh, who do you think will drop out, Juju or Claypool? Juju. You think Juju? Even he, after that game, with Juju had the nine catches for eighty five, and Chase Claypool had a catch for negative. Chase Claypool yards. was being treated as the wide receiver one. He was seeing the most attention. He was film studied by the Titans. He was seeing Logan Ryan. He was seeing double coverages sometimes. They were treating him as the wide receiver one in this offense, which is why you saw such a great performance from guys like Deontay Johnson, and you saw things finally open up for Juju Smith-Schuster. With Juju, though, not only has the targets not been there, they came this they came this game, but he's playing in the slot in an area of the field. The Titans have a bad passing offense. I feel like if you're, I feel like he's going to be fine. He's not going to be a wide receiver one. I doubt he'll even be a wide receiver, too. I feel like Juju, for the rest of the season, is probably going to be a low-end wide receiver, two, high-end wide receiver, three, just based on the, the body of work that he's getting. And, yeah, squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's what he did. He cried about his targets. And he saw a couple more. He didn't get the touchdown. But I feel like if we're going to see one guy's production decrease, it's not going to be Chase Claypool's. They're finding ways to get the guy the ball, and he's one of Ben Roethlisberger's favorite new targets. And, you just see that explosiveness out of him that you don't really see from Juju right now. I don't know what's going on, but I just feel like Claypool's the guy that I would almost rather have. And now, with him getting negative points this week, and I know a lot of fantasy managers started out there, especially in multiple leagues that I've been playing in, I definitely would go out and try and set an offer. Now, this could totally backfire on you. This is kind of like Russian roulette. It's like, who's going to step out first? No one really knows. It could be any of these three wide receivers. But we've already seen multiple times that Deontay Johnson is prone to miss time. And if one of those three wide receivers go down, any of those can be elevated to another level and 
possibly bumped up into that wide receiver two rating. Yeah, I have Juju and Claypool, but this week I'm I'm starting Juju since I ha- I had to ship Claypool for like one of those weak trades, you know, where you get him back next week, but you know, you and you and another player in the league just need. Dude, to- that's just shady, man. It, it was with it was with Nick, my brother. Yeah, that's even more shady, dude. Hey, I need a running back. He had Boston Scott. I think Boston Scott's going to play against Dallas. He didn't really need Claypool. He just wanted someone, so I just like, hey. Dude, I'm telling you, if I'm playing against you and I find that out, which is kind of risky <laughs> saying that on a, on a fantasy football podcast. Yeah, it's whatever. Which I'm sure your league mates listen to. <laughs> I, would, I would be fairly upset, but you know what? This is a must-win week for me, bro. I understand. I mean, for all you teams that are out there sitting 3-4, and 2-4, and 2-5, or not 2-4. and four, You wouldn't be 2-4. That'd be pretty weird. I don't even understand tiebreak. Have you ever had a fantasy tie before? Like, like in a week where it's like, oh, I, I don't, I've never, I, I've never last, seen one. Last there. week, someone in my league won by point one. Wow. Because the Ram, they needed the Rams defense to get fourteen to win. They got fourteen. Dang. Because that last second sack on Nick Foles. You hear about that stat correction that cost yeah, that guy a million dollars? Yeah, that. I, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine yeah, that. I but know, I, I mean, we see I, DeAndre Hopkins just continue his tear of. Hopkins, right? Yep. Ten receptions, hundred three yards, touchdown. It's kind of what you expect. Obviously, that beautiful long ball from Kyler Murray, but he's the wide receiver one that offense, and he's gonna get, be the guy that sees the majority of the work consistently. Right? You know, Christian Kirk the past couple of weeks though is he's found a little bit of a role. You know, this week he only had five catches, thirty seven yards, but he also had two touchdowns. He's he's been getting those touchdowns. Yeah, he's been looking to make him fantasy relevant. I'm not saying go out there get Christian Kirk and start him right away. But something something to keep an eye on. Yeah, he's a guy that, I, I mean, the thing is always is, yeah, five receptions is great, but 37 yards tells me that all those receptions are coming towards and before the first down marker, right? Mm-hmm. little simple math right there, <laughs> five divided by 37. So, yeah, he had the two touchdowns, which is great that he's looking for in the red zone. He's not a guy that I'm rushing to pick up, but he's a guy that I'm keeping an eye on, mm-hmm. especially if something happens to DeAndre Hopkins or he's banged up, then he could definitely be elevated. I think that's what we saw with – I want to say one thing about Kenyon Drake if, if we're going to move on to running backs yeah. fairly soon. Yeah, we can move but, on. But uh, is it just me or – I'm more excited about Chase Edmonds being the starting oh, running back I 100% than, agree than Kenyon Drake. I 100% agree with you. I think Edmonds, once he gets, when he gets, when they both get the ball compared, I think Edmonds is more dangerous. I would agree with you. It could just be a backup thing, right? With running back, with backup running backs, they're they're sitting a majority of the game. They're not playing every snap, right? So they obviously have a little more energy and explosiveness. They're not having to hustle down on every single play. Which might let them make them look a little more explosive. But if you've watched Kenyon Drake, outside of that one game against the Cowboys, he just hasn't looked explosive. And obviously, thank gosh that his ankle injury wasn't anything too serious. He's just gonna be out for a couple weeks and the Cardinals had the bye week coming up. But it's Chase Edmonds it's this week actually. It's this week actually. Yes, it is this week. So Chase Edmonds, in these upcoming weeks, if however long Kenyon Drake is out, I believe can definitely serve as a low-end RB1 and should be a number one waiver wire claim if he's already not in I agree with you because what we, what we, the difference between Edmonds and Drake, if you look at their uh, fantasy stats, is Edmonds is he's used in the passing game compared to Drake when he's not. So that's, that's a big factor if you're, in a, and if you're in a PPR league. And... I think for those people who def- who have Chase Edmonds or are trying to pick him up, when 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 they're off their bye, 
and if Kenyon Drake is still out, find a way to start him in your lineup. If it means benching Mike Evans somehow, because moving moving another wide receiver up, moving Mike Evans out of the flex and taking him onto your bench and putting Chase Edmonds in that flex, do it. Do whatever you can to start Edmonds for when he's the number one back in Arizona. Oh, I'm telling you, yeah. Start him, or if you have no room to start him, like... Trade him. For whatever reason, you have, I don't know, Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara as your starting running backs, right? And something crazy like that. Yeah, trade him. You you can demand a lot for him right now. And I'm talking, like, low-end RB1, high-end RB2 value. A guy like Todd Gurley coming off a bad game, you might be able to... I, I don't know. There's, there's lots of things that you could trade for him for a season-long piece, but Chase Edmonds is going to be fantastic. If you have him, I'd be very happy. Yeah. Can we just take a moment to talk about how awesome Alvin Kamara is? Like, I know he's the wider, or the running back one, but come on, man. 18 points and he didn't even score a touchdown? Most running backs in the league... It's actually 22. Well, that's PPR. Uh, point, PPR yeah, I play, play, I play full-point PPR. I just think it's like... It's better, but it's whatever. You know what? You know whatever. We Take can have your, our differences. That's a different. That's a different. You and your half for PPR. Diff- yeah, half PPR are the best mm-hmm. format in fantasy football. Full but, PPR. But Alvin Kamara, right? Eighteen points in half PPR. Twenty-three, you said in full PPR. No touchdowns. How many running backs do you know that can actually do that? Right? Like, for most running backs to get to that eighteen uh, hold mark, up, hold up. Uh, you I need think Chase Edmonds. Yeah, Chase Edmonds had twenty-one in the full PPR with no touchdowns. Yeah, but he's pretty much a receiver, just like Kamara. Right. Yeah. So then, then why are you complaining? Then, and then we can compare no, them I'm the same. Saying, then we can compare them in the I, same way. All I'm saying is, is he's fantastic, yeah. right? On the ground, through the air, he's been fantastic this year, right? And even in a matchup that wasn't super favorable. So I don't know. Kamara is just a beast going forward. He's got a uh, tough matchup against the Jamal Bears. Williams. Jamal Williams owners out there, don't drop him. Don't drop him. I have him. Aaron Jones may be out this week. Yeah, he may be out. Right. If he doesn't practice today. Like he like doesn't like doesn't practice at all. Jamal Williams will be like a Chase Edmonds for this week. He someone you need to start. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I don't think he has as high, high of a ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, 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 as Chase Edmonds just because he still has AJ Dillon there. But with Jamal Williams, I mean, we saw an AJ uh, not an AJ Green. We saw a fantastic performance out of him last week 19 rush attempts 72 yards touchdown Aaron Jones-esque and he also had four receptions for 37 yards looks fantastic right he's going up against a pretty favorable matchup here and he's it's definitely one that he can exploit and he's going to be a low-end to mid-tier RB1 if Aaron Jones is out of the game and yeah I'm you never hope for an injury you never hope but all I'm saying is Jamal Williams could really help me out this week if Aaron Jones does not play. Leave it at that. Not hoping for anything, but just leaving it there. We don't, right? we don't hope for injuries around here. Yeah. For, if they just happen, we're just happy. <laughs> yeah. So another thing injury-wise you want to keep an eye on is Carlos Hyde. So Chris Carson was is highly questionable with a foot injury. Carlos Hyde is also highly questionable with a hamstring injury and might not play. So if both those guys are out, and Hosmer has, I believe he has a bone contusion or something along those lines. So DJ Dallas, D-E-E-G-J-A-Y, is a guy that I'm possibly rolling out there as a starter. Yeah, San Francisco is the number one ranked defense against running backs so far in this season. But when you're getting the workload that the Seahawks give, especially from the receiving game, he's definitely a guy that could fit into that, you know, mid-tier 
running back two rankings. Obviously, he's not Chris Carson or anything along those lines, or probably not even Carlos Hyde. But we've seen multiple times this year backup running backs take a step forward throughout the season and produce fairly solid fantasy running back numbers despite, you know, the current circumstances. I'm not super afraid of the 49ers defense. Yeah, they have a fairly good run defense, but it's nothing that I'm too scared of. And if DJ Jealous is the running back one for Seattle, he's definitely worth the start. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I know I, when I was going to the waiver, because my running backs this week are like, I have Chris Carson, who's out. Uh, David Johnson's on a bye, so I was scrambling. You know, I have McKinnon. I'm going to start McKinnon because with uh, Jeff Wilson out, he's, I think he'll be that RB1 this week, hopefully. Never know. They should tell me if they're going to rest him again because, you know, I could have won last week. I believe that he's going to be the, yeah, the, yeah. the running back one. And it's not because of just my own beliefs. It's the media was, like, getting all over Shanahan. They were like, what happened to McKinnon? What happened to McKinnon? Where's McKinnon? Where's McKinnon? Where's McKinnon? And Shannon's one of those coaches where he's like, you want McKinnon? All right. I'll give you McKinnon. I'll give you McKinnon. And we're going to beat you through via McKinnon. So, Hasty's a guy that you could also keep your mind on. I mean, because we kind of saw with Wilson, it was more of that, that power back. Last week, yeah. Last week. But McKinnon's a different style of running back. So, I think we could see a good week from both Hasty and McKinnon. But I'm a little bit more excited about McKinnon than I would be Hasty. And... Just talk about a week for backup running backs, right? Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. You Jamal know. Williams. We have Giovanni Bernard, who we haven't talked about yet. Chase Edmonds. Possibly DJ Dallas or Carlos Hyde, who are both backups. So it doesn't really matter, right? McKinnon, so, Jeff Wilson Jr., who had a great week last week. And then we haven't even talked about Boston Scott yet, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it just tells you all the amount of injuries that are going on so far. But, yeah, if... If you're pretty active on the waiver wire and you've been acquiring some of these pieces, you're looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you want to move on to tight end? Yeah. After a, a brief mention of how amazing James Robinson is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, so tight ends. I only, have, I only have five down this week. I got Waller, Hawkinson, Gronk, Eric Ebron, and Jared Cook. You know, not a lot of solid performances around, around the uh, – at the NFL last week for tight ends. Darren Waller, he had six catches, 50 yards, tutty. Uh, Hawkinson had five catches, 57 yards, and a tutty. Gronk had five catches, 62 yards, and a tutty. Eric Ebron had six catches and 50 yards, and then Jerry Cook had three catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Mark Andrews was on a bye, I believe. Was he? Yes. Uh, Kittle only had, like, 10 fantasy points in full PBR league. None of Jacob's. Uh, garbage uh, half point P- half point PPR maybe like, like seven or something. <laughs> Kelsey, I don't remember what Kelsey had. Kelsey at. had like three, I believe. Three, yeah, off week for Kelsey, but it was also off week for the the Chiefs offense. Unless you're a Tyreek owner who had like eighteen full point. Well, PPR. I mean, you just talk. It was this, it was back conditions, I Chiefs, believe too. This it was Chiefs, snowing. Well, it wasn't just that. It's just how this Chiefs defense can beat you so many ways. They took a kickback, pick six. Pick six, right? I mean... They just scored in other ways this week. Yeah. It wasn't through Mahomes. Mahomes had a bad week, too. He scored, like, 12 points and yeah. one touchdown. Exactly. So... That's yeah, to my boy, Tyreek Hill. Just yeah. so you know. Yeah. And then they play the Jets this week, which is going to be, like I said, they're just going to roll over them. Like, I think Mahomes, he'll play the first three quarters and they'll go to the backup. That's how bad I think it will be. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see a close game. 
Because then Tiger Shield will get more points, probably. What's the over-under on this, like 30? <laughs> I have no idea. But if you're, um, if, like I'm going to say, if you have anyone on the Chiefs this week, there's no, there's no reason not to start them. They're playing the Jets. It's the best team in the league versus the worst team in the league. My question is... Start them. Well, one thing that I'm wondering is very tempting if I'm a Clyde Edwards-Alaire owner to start him in this game. But the one thing that I'd be worried about is, is this a Le'Veon Bell revenge game? Like, are they just going to say, hey, Clyde, take the seat for this one. We'll, we'll use you in later games. But this is Le'Veon Bell's time to just destroy his old team. That's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. A Le'Veon Bell revenge Is Andy Reid that type of coach, though? I think he's a coach that wants to make his players happy. I think he's a coach that he believes in second chances. And if Le'Veon Bell's like, look, man, this team didn't believe in me. I want to just go out there and roll them. I'm sure, and especially for a rookie and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I'm sure Reed would possibly go with that. We're talking, you know, we're talking possibilities here. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it's one of the things that I'm slightly worried about if we don't see a massive performance from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I would not be surprised this week. Yeah, I mean, I have Livian Bell in one of my leagues. I'm not planning on starting him. You know, I really went. I really wish he went to a different team that actually would have used them as their RV one instead of the Chiefs. But you know, it's whatever. You know, there's a lot of what ifs in fantasy, and that's all we could hope for. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. With you. All right, Jake, are you ready for our uh, boom of the week for next for this week? Yeah. All right. If do you know yours? Yeah, I do. All right, you can go because I got to find mine again. You have to find yours. Yeah, again? to find mine. Well, the one cheat one, the, the cheat code would be George Kittle. And what I think was going to be an ex, like a really high scoring game oh, against man. the Seahawks, but you know like that's George Kittle, so you can't really say that. I'm going to say T. Higgins against the 29th ranked Titans secondary. They're terrible against perimeter wide receivers. They've been burned multiple times, as you saw by Deontay Johnson, right, and um, as well as Juju Smith-Schuster. And that's where T. Higgins is going to line up. I feel like not only is this going to be a high scoring game, a high passing volume game for for the Bengals, but I feel like T. Higgins gets hit on a deep ball maybe multiple times for this game, and I feel like he definitely could have a big breakout performance here. Yeah, I got a couple players, you know, just just scrolling through. I got a couple players this week. You know, it's whatever I can just... It's my it's my podcast. I can do whatever the heck I want. My, my first player is uh, Travis Fulgham from the Eagles. You know, I'm playing against him this week, so it hurts me to say this, but he's playing against Dallas, and their secondary is Beyond bad. Beyond bad. So <laughs> that's, I, the, that's the nice way to phrase it. Yeah. Uh, so Fulgham's uh, one of my picks this week. Um, if I can get to my number two, you know, I could tell you, but I'm struggling over here. Um, another player that we all know that's going to do good, but it's it's Devontae Adams. He's playing Minnesota. Dude, dude. It's I know. I'm this, just this I'm is... just saying. I'm just saying. What's with the attitude? No, man. The attitude is this is supposed to be like a hot take. Like if you were to say like, oh. Do you right, know that right. Alvin Kamara is gonna be a top ten fantasy running back? All right, this I got. I'm not gone, man. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying that he's gonna do good this week. Man, come on, Brandon Ayuk. All right, all right, I like that. Seattle, I like thirty that. second worst pass defense, or according to fantasy. Um, yes, Brandon Ayuk. Um, I had another one, but then Jacob he started screaming at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, Justin Jefferson. He's playing Green Bay. Their defense is defense, yeah. decent, I should say. 
but I just think your week one when they played the Packers, he had what? I think he had three points, and that was in a half point PPR. I'm finally relating it to your half point PPR garbage, but um, because I have, I do have two or three leagues that are half oh, point. I see, yeah. No, the thing is, but I, feel, I think Justin, I think you're that, right. Now that now that he's found his role, they'll use him. Well, yeah, and you're right about him. It came a rookie, and he's finding his role. He's been used more, but also think about it this way: he's not seeing Jair Alexander. Yeah. Devontae Adams is going to be seeing Jair Alexander, who's emerging uh, into one of the better. Adam Thielen, not Devontae uh, Adams. Thank you. Yeah, Adam welcome. Thielen is going to see Jair Alexander, right? So, I feel like this could be a big game for Jefferson, but he's a boomer bus guy, right? And yeah. is, that's exactly why he's perfect for this kind of segment that we're doing, right? Yeah. If he gets hit on that deep ball, he's going to be fantastic. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. I feel like this is definitely going to be a fantasy-friendly week. I feel like we've seen some some down fantasy weeks these last couple ones, but just looking at the matchups here, I feel like we could see some really explosive matchups. Is Bernard supposed to start again this week? He is supposed to start. So, yeah, another guy out there. Derrick Henry. You know, Ronald, Ronald Jones, we're just going to throw a bunch of players out there. Ronald Jones, he's only projected 14. He's playing the Giants, but I think now that Fournette's back, that's probably why his projected points are so down, so that yeah. Fournette might see um, more of an increase in a role, too. Fournette's, Fournette's already played out-snapped him in that last game. We've already seen it. He's already won that third-down back role. And the thing with the thing with Jones is if he misses a blitz pickup, drops a pass, he's done for the game pretty much. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Derrick Henry should probably have a good chance of scoring 40 points again uh, up against the Cincinnati Bengals and that terrible defensive line, which is already bad and banged up. So, yeah, like I said, pretty fantasy-friendly. All right, my last my last pick is my big, my big boom. Probably people never heard of him. is Rashard Higgins on the, on the Browns. Um, OBG's out for the year. Rashard Higgins will probably slide in the uh, wide receiver two. Uh, Landry slides up to the wide receiver one. Last week, he had six catches for 110 yards. He's playing the Raiders this week, who, according to ESPN, uh, that's a favorable matchup for Rashard Higgins. Um, so he's another player I think will have a great week. Any other people you got, Jacob? No, I'm good. All right. Guys, thanks for watching. Jacob, once again, thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next week. See ya.